the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Holy Scriptures give us everything we need to live victoriously. God gave His all for us to do so. Yet we fall far short of the blessings God has for us because we think we have it all together and choose not to acknowledge God. We wake up from a good night's sleep, unaware of what was going on all around us, and neglect to say, thank you, Lord, for waking me up this morning and starting me on my way. Show me what you would have me think, say, and do today. Shame on us. Listen as Pastor Rander continues. Seek peace and pursue it. That's depart from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. Psalms 34, 13 through 16. It says, keep your tongue from evil. Now that's a big challenge right there. Ooh, keep your tongue from evil. I don't understand it. How we got two lips, up and lower, up and lower, teeth, and that tongue can get through all of that and still do damage. Keep your tongue from evil, your lips from speaking deceit. Depart from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. Verse 15, the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous. Do you know how many, how many of y'all righteous and you know you're righteous? Now, if you're not righteous, you will give you a chance to get righteous. Don't, now listen, if you know you're righteous with, I mean, you are right standing with God and you save and you're clothed with the righteousness of God, don't be ashamed to raise your hand. If you know you're saved and you know it, show some sign, raise your hand. Praise God. I'm going to tell you something. God is watching you and he's listening to you. And you know why you can do some of the things you do and say some of the things you say? You forget that God doesn't have on blinders. God hears all that ugly stuff. And he sees that ugly stuff. You see. And so the scripture says, the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and his ears are open to their cry. The face of the Lord is against those who do evil to cut off the remembrance of them from the earth. Let me tell you something. When God gets done with those who are evil, and when, and when he gets tired of their stuff, he can get rid of them so good that you can't even remember that you knew them. Now, you know that's getting rid of them. You said, now, who's that? I, 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 I can't. You can't. God won't even let you remember. Just, just wipe them out. Wipe them out. That's good according to the scripture. Number two, it is good to be near God and tell of his deeds. It is good to be what? Near God and tell of his deed. Psalm 73, 28 says, but as for me, it is good to be near God. I have made the sovereign Lord my refuge. You know what? My, you know what refuge is? My sanctuary. My, uh, my place of safety. Uh, 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 I have made the Lord. You see, I have made the Lord, the sovereign Lord, my refuge. I will tell of all your deeds. Now, you know what? It is too dangerous. Satan is too busy for us to not be near God. 
When one is near God, he talks more about the goodness of God. That's a sign that you're near God. He talks more about the goodness of God. His conversation are Christ-centered and not self-centered. When you are near God, it's not talking about what you've done, where you've been, and you, 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 me, me, you. Oh, be quiet. The closer you get to God, the more you want to talk about who he is and what he's done for you. Number three, oh, what is good according to the scripture? What is good according to the scripture? Number three, walk in the way of goodness and keep to the paths of righteousness. Walk in the way of what? Goodness and keep to the path of righteousness. That's good according to the scripture. And the scripture says in Proverbs chapter 2, verses 20 through 22, so you may walk in the way of goodness and keep to the path of righteousness. For the upright will dwell in the land and the blameless will remain in it. But the wicked will be cut off from the earth and the unfaithful will be uprooted from it. You have to walk in the way of goodness. Let him lead you in the path of righteousness. That's why some young folk don't live long. They veer from the path. Dying before before they get to what God want them to get and be what God wants them to be. Uh, God preserve those who walk in the way of goodness and keep to the path of righteousness. But the wicked are cut off and uprooted from the earth. The, God knows how to kill you. I'm going to tell you something. When you know the Lord and you know him and you know he knows you and you keep getting out in left field and beside yourself and you keep making a mess in the body of Christ and being rebellious and hellish. You know what? Before you do that much damage to the body of Christ and the testimony of our Lord, you know, God knows how to take you out of here. He said, amen. And then he said, blessed are the dead that die in the Lord. (laughs) You know, you in, you got some folk in Christ, but they're not living up to, to who they are. And God said, you know what? You're a detriment. I got to take you out. You, you misleading too many folk. You're hurting too many folk. Come on. Come on home before time. Come on. You get out of there. You don't belong there no more. You, you, you're too messy. And that's bad. Number four, what is good according to the scripture? Do not withhold good from those to whom it is due. Do not withhold good from those to whom it is due. Proverbs 3, 27 and 28. It says, do not withhold good from those to whom it is due. When it is in your, your power, when it's in the power of your hand to do so. Do not say to your neighbor, go and come back and tomorrow I will give it when you have it with you. That's evil. If it's in your power to do good, then what God expects you to do what? If it's within your power to help, then God wants you to help. If it's within your power to be a blessing, God wants you to be a blessing. God wants you to be a blessing. Do not withhold what is good. You, you, you owe some, somebody has worked for you, done some work for you, uh, uh, then pay them and on time. Amen. And uh, you loan somebody some money, they don't pay you back, don't kill them. Pray for them. You might have to go and release them for the sake of the relationship. Tell them, hey, stop hiding. It's okay. I, you, you, you forgive her. So you can have peace and that man can too. Number five, 
What is good according to scripture? It is a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord. Psalms 91, I'm sorry, Psalms 92, 1a says, it is good to give thanks to the Lord. You see, it is the will of God for his children to give thanks in everything. That's, that's, that's the will of God. First Thessalonians 5, 18 says that in everything give thanks for it is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. I got something to say. The sin of ingratitude hinders the blessings of God. It hinders kingdom opportunities and creates a greater opportunity for Satan to work in our lives. When you are ungrateful, the sin of ingratitude, why it hinders kingdom opportunities. God doesn't give you what you could have. And you create opportunities for Satan to take advantage of you because of your ingratitude to work in your life. I'll tell you something else. We're, we're victorious over the calamities of life when we have a kingdom perspective. You realize, how many of y'all had some calamities and some trials and some things beyond your control that happened to you? Let me see your hands. Look, hold them high. Hold them them kingdom high. I'm going to tell you something. It's a powerful point. You need to write it down. We are victorious over the calamities that intrude in our lives when we have a kingdom perspective about the issues that intrude. Romans 8.28 says, and we know that all things work together, what? For good. Not that all things are good, but they work together for good. Your good and my good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. To be able to see God moving. God will let you in on some things through that crisis. God will increase your testimony through that crisis. In the midst of a bad economy, God will show you how he can keep you in spite of and still position you for greater blessing. God ain't scratching his head wondering about how America's gonna make it. He's God all by himself. I was talking to one pastor the other day and he said, man, I had a whole lot of folk and watch me. Uh, pastor friend of mine on the east side, he said, man, I had more than I ever had. I said, you know what, man? I had more than I ever had. I said, the house, I mean, it was a lot of folk. I never seen that many folk and watch me. I mean, we had good crowds, but last, last week, New Year's Eve was some crowd. And, and you know what the pastor said? He said, sometimes God has to squeeze our pocketbooks to get us to church and to turn us back to God. He mess with them 401ks and stocks and mutual funds and and, and, and cause you to be unstable and a little erratic. And all of a sudden you come to church. Oh God. He says thank you. That's what I've been waiting on. <laughs> oh God. I'm almost done. The height of ingratitude. Is to know that Jesus suffered, bled and died on the cross. That he rose from the dead. And is coming back to receive you into heaven. Only to see you fail to return thanks by coming to take the Lord's Supper as our Lord commands. And you can't come take it because you take comfort in your excuses. You take comfort in your personal pleasure. Uh, and, and, And all of that takes priority over holy sacraments. Unless you have to work, unless you are sick or out of town or something beyond your control with a child or something. 
Holy communion must be a priority. The height of, of, of ingratitude is to have Jesus do what you can do for yourself and you can even come back this evening and say thank you around the Lord's table. Won't y'all say amen? amen? And some of you all didn't come to communion at all last year. And, and it wasn't even convicted. Some of you came two times and, and was proud of yourself. Some of you came five times and say, if some of y'all came sick, well, at least I was half there. No, the Bible says, this do in remembrance of me. And also, if you fail to do, God chastens those he loves. Number six, and we, by the way, we're having communion tonight. The crowd all look just like this, amen? amen. We're gonna have a time tonight, six o'clock. Uh, number six, it is good to sacrifice a free will offering and praise, praise your name. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise your name. The Lord's name. It is good to sacrifice a free will offering and praise the name of the Lord. Uh, Psalms 50, 54, 6 says, I will sacrifice, underline sacrifice, I will sacrifice a free will offering to you. I will praise your name, O God, for it is good. Now, we don't mind, many don't mind praying. Many don't mind a good sermon. But then when it comes to giving, listen, you hollering and screaming and dancing and falling all over the floor. And then when the offering bag passed, you choke. You have a spiritual choke and you get spiritual persitis. You know what spiritual persitis is? It's when you got to, to take it out, open it. You need, you need some medicine because you have a severe case of spiritual persitis. How do you get into 2009 and then rob God who got you here? You see, here's a big thought. Giving God a sacrificial offering gives substance to our praise. That's a, you get that? Did you get that? Giving God a what kind of offering? A sacrifice. I'm talking about pennies, a dollar, a quarter. I'm talking about giving sacrificially, tithes and offerings and above, gives substance to your praise. I, I, the word of God says, I will not offer to the Lord that which costs me nothing. I just happen to have a little something and I just pull it out for convenience sake. What if God just happened to let you breathe now and then? For convenience sake. What do you say? You know what? Every other day I'll let you swallow. Once a month I'll let you uh, drink some water. <laughs> uh, you know what? I won't let you sleep. I'm going to deprive you of your sleep. And maybe once a month I will let you get a good night's sleep. I, I'm going to fix it so medicine can't even make you sleepy. You see? God knows how. What I'm saying is that we need to stop shouting if there's no substance. Won't y'all say amen? amen? Number seven. It is good for brethren to dwell together in unity. In unity. Psalms 133.1. 1. 
Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity, says Psalms 133.1. It is good when brothers and sisters in Christ, we can dwell together in the unity of the spirit. Unity is a sure sign that the presence of God is among his people. And that's what I love about this church. This church has had a tremendous sense of peace and unity. And that's how God has allowed us to accomplish so much in such a short period of time because we're not knick-knocking and fighting and cussing and fussing over every little thing. We're not devouring one another. We come in here and we not only, we, we are Christians and we operate in the unity of the spirit. Won't you say amen? I mean, unity. That's how we get, that's how that building is getting up over there. It's unity. All the missionaries we support around the world. Unity. Preaching preacher to five million folk in Uganda every week. Unity. When you got division, you can't impact the world with the gospel. You know, so unity is a sure sign that the presence of God is among his people, which brings life. Life. I ask people all the time, why did you join here? They say, because this church has life. The, look at all the youth that are here. Even the old folk know how to move. <laughs> I wish you could have seen last Wednesday night. All the clubs up here singing that same song, Sanctuary. And I saw the cherubim. The Lord just arrested my attention. You know, cherubim, a lot of times they sit over here. And doing this stuff, all these folk were cutting loose up here. And it was about 50 of them. They were just dancing and jumping and turning and flipping. And I just saw the joy of the Lord. I, uh, God has ordained praise out of those kids. God, God, God used children to show old folk how to praise. This church has, you know, the, when, when there's unity, the church has life, vitality. It has hope and joy to those who worship in spirit and in truth. Uh, number eight, it is good. What's good according to the scripture? It is good to sing praises to our God for it is pleasant. Psalms 147 one says, praise the Lord, for it is good to sing praises to our God, for it is pleasant and praise is beautiful. Say that. Praise is beautiful. Say it again. Praise is beautiful. Let me tell you something about singing. Singing praises to the Lord breaks depression and revives the spirit. I'm trying to help you because some of y'all were too depressed. Some of y'all barely making it emotionally. Some of y'all was emotionally distraught. And you know what's wrong? You're not going to get depression uh, move listening to Snoop Daddy. Doggy, whatever he is. Y'all know what I'm talking about. You, 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 and listen, I'm going to make up me something. Listen to, to Kool-Aid. I'm making a name because I don't know what they call. 50 cents, popsicle, whatever they call Shaking your booty is not going to lift no depression. <laughs> Papa may have a brand new bag, but he can't lift depression. Singing praises to the Lord breaks depression and revives the spirit. Oh, my little grandson Joshua. I saw him the other day and he all... Oh, 
He they trying to wean wean him off of breast milk, and he don't want he want the real milk. He don't want he he been drinking that breast milk so long till he just oh my wife was trying to get the formula in him now trying to everybody was gone. I saw over there just in the chair just trying to ride, and he was just spill just swing on just swing. oh he was going to town. I don't want it. He that if he could talk five months old he can't talk. <laughs> But I just started making up a song at a distance. Joshua, 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 Joshua. He turned his head and looked. It's something about singing to babies. And ch- mamas, when is the last time you sang to your child? I'm going to tell you some parents, your children may, may be grown. They need singing to too. Daddy, when is the last time you sang? I don't care. I can't sing. You talk, you got sing all fee. Oh man. Oh that they'll stop. Oh yeah. Oh man, that baby starts showing that gum and looking. He said it's funny, but it's still good. <laughs> I got a question for you. When are you going to start singing? Some of you have hung your hearts on the willow. And you're too sad to sing. I sing because I'm happy. I sing because I'm free. His eye is on the sparrow. And I know he watches me. I don't, I don't have to wonder how I got over. I know how I got over. Jesus Christ all by himself crossed me over. You got something to sing about. You need to start singing. Some of y'all can't sing because you don't even know a song. Sad is the day when you can't sing one Christian song. Blessed assurance. Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. Huh? Anybody know that song? Anybody guide me? Oh, thy great Jehovah pilgrim through this barren land. Shine on me. Let your light from the lighthouse shine on me. Walk together, children. Don't you get weary. There's a great camp meeting in the promised land. Swing low, sweet chariot. Coming to carry me home. You got something to sing about, but you got to know a song. That ain't my exit yet. I ain't missing my exit. I got a couple more things. I'm going to let you go. Matter of fact, I only got one more thing. It is finally, according to, to the word of God, what is good? It is good for the redeemer of the Lord to say so. See, y'all beat me saying it. <laughs> Psalms 107.2 says, let the redeemed of the law. What? Say so. Oh, but you know what? That just told me. Y'all, y'all again. Come on, come on now. Uh, let the redeem of the law. What? Say so. Let the redeem of the law. What? Say so. 
when you know so, you ought to what? When God's been good to you, you ought to what? When he wakes you up every morning and starts you on your way. You ought to what? Put shoes on your feet. (laughs) Clothes on your back. Do I have a witness in the house today? You ought to what? Early Sunday morning. Early Sunday morning. He got up with all power in his hand. And the redeemed of the Lord ought to what? One of these mornings, it won't be long. You go look for me and I be gone. The wicked shall cease from troubling and the weary shall be at rest. Every day shall be Sunday. Howdy, howdy and never goodbye. And you ought to what? God is in the keeping business. You ought to what? He keeps you when you're broke. You ought to what? He keeps your mama and your daddy. You ought to what? He put food on the table and clothes on your back. You ought to what? You ought to what? Hey! Say so. Father, we thank you for this message. Thank you for your goodness. We say so because we know so. And because we know so, we say so. And Father, I pray that you move the message that's been preached. And now you're calling folk to a decision in you. In Jesus' name we pray. And all God's children say God is all-knowing, all-powerful, and everywhere present. Nothing catches him by surprise. He is always ready, willing, and able to hear us, answer our prayers, and sustain us. When we call upon the Lord, Satan will flee, because he and his limited power can in no way stand in the presence of our power source. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit www.maranathasa.org where you will find an archive of audio messages, service times, directions to the church, upcoming events, and much more. You can also reach us at 210-821-5683. Maranatha Bible Church is located directly at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas, 78109, directly across from Randolph Air Force Base.
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.